Hey, Last Looks crew. Now tell me, who knows exactly what keeping continuity means? Maybe you're pretty sure you know, but still question yourself. Or maybe you're still figuring it out, but wish someone would explain it to you. Or you've heard of it, but you don't really know what it means. Or maybe you simply have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. It's okay, Last Looks crew. Today on the show, I'm chatting to Dawn Gilliam. Dawn is an incredibly experienced script supervisor, and we get into what her role on set is, how best to navigate your relationship on set with your script supervisor, and of course, what you can do to do the best job you can when it comes to keeping continuity. But before we get into that, I wanted to let you in on some of my top secret plans for Last Look's world domination. (laughs) Just kidding. As some of you are aware, I started Last Look's workshops and at this stage we offer wig workshops and have hosted a few super successful classes here in Beverly Hills with Rob Pickens from Wigmaker Associates as my tutoring sidekick, if I may be so bold. And now I'm adding to the workshop family with a much needed barbering workshop with one of the best in the business, Dee the Barber. The first workshop Dee will be offering will be a group workshop, Don't Fear the Fade. Sounds ace, right? I know there's a lot of hairstylists out there that do fear the fade. So we want to flip that around so you don't fear the fade. I love it. I've also been chatting, plotting and planning with hairstylist Cassie Russick. Now Cassie is a total pro when it comes to prepping hair to go under bald caps and we thought you guys might be interested in doing a hands-on workshop that covers just that. We're in the very early stages of development with both workshops but pretty excited about it and hope to see our Last Looks crew sign up once we launch. If you want to keep up with our Last Looks news, including the workshops, you should definitely follow us on Instagram at lastlooks.crew and sign up for our newsletters. I've popped a link for that in the show notes below this episode. Okay, let's get back to the continuity chit chat. I am your host, Jamie Lee, a hairstylist working in the film industry here in LA. And this is the Last Looks podcast, a show where I catch up with makeup artists and hairstylists working in the film and television industries around the world. And today on this bonus episode, we chat to script supervisor Dawn Gilliam, all things continuity. On with the show. And now, a word from our sponsor. Calling all hairstylists and makeup artists. Would you like to have a strong wig knowledge? A solid foundation to build your wig styling skills on? Would you like to gain the respect of your cast, colleagues, and employers when it comes to wig work? And feel more confident in knowing how to handle, style, and apply wigs? Well, do we have a treat for you. Introducing Last Looks Workshops. Come down to Beverly Hills and join Jamie Lee and Rob Pickens in the Last Looks Workshops experience. Spaces are limited, so be sure not to dilly-dally. For more details, visit lastlooksworkshops.com. And now, our feature presentation. Picture up. Last Looks. Rolling. And action. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast, Dawn. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Happy to have you. It's awesome. Okay, so this is where our story begins. I want you to finish this sentence for me, okay? Okay. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Dawn, and when she grew up, she wanted to be... I wanted to be an NFL umpire. 
You did. That's so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I ought to be telling them what to do out there. So obviously a a sports fan. Uh, Yes. What it is is that I am an original Los Angeles Ram cheerleader that they had in 1978. Wow. And I was a cheerleader all through, you know, uh, middle school and high school and college, and I went on to be a professional NFL cheerleader. That's and awesome. I was really like a tomboy. Mm-hmm. I just I had older brothers. I had no sisters, so I was always out and playing sports with them. And so I wanted to be a referee. Yeah, you're like I can't play NFL. I can't play, but I love being on the field. I love sports yeah. and stuff, but I never took it anywhere. But that's the one thing that I wanted to, that's the only thing I can think of that I wanted to be. So how does your journey go from being on the sidelines of NFL to being on set? Well, as we were the it girls. And so we were introduced to doing commercials and shows. My first show was dancing on the Johnny Carson show as a Rams cheerleader. <laughs> and that got me into the business. And then I did that for about four, four or five years. And mm-hmm. then I just started acting. You know, I found out that I could be in front of the camera and I was pretty good. And, you know, I modeled a little bit, even though I'm short, you know, did uh, catalog modeling. And I was on set for about 12, 13 years. And so I realized I was getting a little tired of taking pictures Mm -hmm. and keeping that up. And I was working, but I just got mentally tired from it. And I looked around, I realized I liked being on set and I looked around and I asked this woman, uh, what do you do? And she says, I'm kind of like the secretary on set. Well, I'm old school secretary. When I grew up, they basically said, learn to type and be a secretary. And that's what I did. And so I went to the library and looked up script super vision Mm -hmm. um, and got a book from Pat Miller. It's kind of the old staple book that's been around forever. And I just realized I knew some things. I just didn't know what it was called. And so I tried to take a course um, at UCLA Extension. They sent me my money back. I guess they weren't having class that year or that uh, session. And so I was still working on set. And I would just ask questions when I was on set, Mm. you know. And then January 1990, I put together a flyer and I sent it to UCLA film department and USC film department. And so I did one of those posters that, you, you know how you tear off the little strips oh, yeah. and stuff like that? Well, back yeah. in the day, in 1990, the thing was, as a, a actor, is to get your 8 by 10 on a little business card. So I had my my little pictures across there and John Singleton tore it off. And in May of 1990, he called me to do a music video. Couldn't tell you what it is. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even think he even took my notes. But when he was up for Boys in the Hood, yeah. He called me and in between, it was maybe about two months time from the time I did the video and I went and I started taking class and I took class with Jim Kelly Durgan, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. It's exactly what I needed. And Steve Nicolaitis, who was the producer, let me 
do Boys in the Hood. And that was my journey of starting to be a, a script supervisor. That's awesome. So he, he hired you originally for the music video to be the script supervisor mm-hmm. on the music video. And then he got Boys in the Hood and asked you again. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a nice jump up too, right? (laughs) Well, you know, I was fish to water. Yeah. Yeah. I was like a fish to water. Evidently, you know, one of the characteristics um, or qualities of a script supervisor is to be observant. Mm -hmm. And I guess I was sitting on set when I was on set, I was looking and watching. Yeah. Um, And so that and as like being the only girl, um, I played with my Barbies for the longest. And I remember creating stories. Mm -hmm. And I think that it just goes along with exactly what it is that I do. I still am a storyteller. Yeah. So break it down for us. What is it that you do? Like when you first get hired on a job, how do you how do you start, I suppose? Okay, I'll start with what is a script supervisor. Yeah. Okay, a script supervisor writes down what the camera shoots, and those notes go to the editor so that they can put the film, TV, series, commercial together. Mm -hmm. We're responsible for matching and continuity in hair, makeup, wardrobe, tone, you know, from shot to shot so that it can cut or match when they put it together. We help preserve the screen direction because we do shoot out of order. Uh, When you put it together, people are looking or going in the correct direction. We are the director's visual support. You know, we are one of the few creatives in his little circle to help support his vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of it in a nutshell, but it is a technical job. We have to know the camera and we interact with just about everybody in which I call the inner circle or in the trenches. You know, we interact with the actors, the camera department, the camera, the DP, the director, and also the producer. So we're kind of the hubbub, kind of yeah. the communication hub on the set. Awesome. Well, the way that I particularly go about um, when I first get a job, uh, depending on if they want it timed or not, I start my breakdown, I start my timing, and I start to do the story chronology, the day-night breakdown. And I do that, and then I have a director's meeting. I never distribute the Mm, story chronology until I've had a meeting with the director. Now, sometimes the director won't give me that meeting. It's very seldom, but when it has happened where they wouldn't meet with me, there is always a continuity problem. Now I like to have a meeting with the first AD and the DP and Mm -hmm. the director because they will... Um, I mean, I come with what I think it is yeah. and I'm just looking for confirmation. And sometimes they have had those discussions where um, they're going to change it from day to night and they didn't really tell anybody and it's not in any kind of script or in the revisions. Yeah. Cause you're only going what's off the page, right? I'm only going off of what's the page and what the story dictates. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of times there, I am not coming on to a project until like maybe two weeks time where Mm -hmm. it really needs to be a little bit earlier so that I can be in those meetings and hear the dialogue, hear what people are saying. And, um, 
And a lot of times those meetings are not translating to the revisions. (laughs) Not yet, you know, that type of a thing. So it's important that I have a director's meeting um, before I put out anything. And is that sort of like a page turn meeting? Yeah, I go see, I go see, I go scene by scene, you know, and um, sometimes if it's like heavy on a lot of continuity, let's say on makeup um, where there's a lot of fighting or something, I might do it as a sequence. I say, okay, so this is the, the first fight scene. Mm. So what are the injuries? You know, even though they may have already had a meeting with the makeup or hair, I just like try to do what I think it might be. And then once I get confirmation of what they're thinking, then I will go over and contact the hair or the makeup department. And then we try to have a discussion or a meeting or something like that. You know, I believe it, communication is key. Yeah. There should always be uh, an open line because, as you know, when we start filming, it just takes a life on its own. You mm. know, it just grows. It's a living kind of a thing. You know, yeah. we all are very um, adaptable, you know, because something happened, someone, you know, whatever, it'll just change. Mm. And so we need to have that line of communication open because when I see stuff and I know, like uh, the one example that I always use is that I went in for a director's meeting and uh, the director said, oh, that's going to be a night scene. Well, it was a visual effects scene, right. which is like a whole different thing if we're going to yeah. change it to, to tonight. And so I was like, you know, okay, whatever, you know, I'm good with it. You love it. I love it. And so I go to the AD and I say, hey, did you know that this scene is turning into a night scene? And he was Mm -hmm. like, no. Then I went to the visual effects people and I told them. So when I see something that is a change that comes out of my director's meeting, then I'll go to that department and say, hey, did you know? Because, again, they may have these meetings that no one knows about Mm -hmm. and decisions are made Mm -hmm. and they just haven't gotten into the correct people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, information gets dropped all the time. So just uh-huh. being able to share that is amazing. It's yeah, it definitely helps. <laughs> and I'm sure they're very thankful. <laughs> yeah, I, I would that. think. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's the wor- it, it is the worst thing to go to a rehearsal and, you know, beginning of the day, I'm, I got I have my sides right there, you know, mm. and then I'm looking at my sides and I'm looking at the script I have and it's it's changed and no one has given me the revisions. I'm like, uh, <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> well, you know, and it, and it makes me look bad. You know, it's like I'm standing up there and I'm going to correct you and say, hey, it's supposed to be this. And they go, oh, no, yeah, we, tra- we it's in the new pages. Right. And then I didn't get any new pages. So communication is key. Absolutely. And on a daily basis, like what is your relationship with hair and makeup departments? So while you are in the thick of it and shooting? Well, hopefully, you know, we have had some kind of talks, you know, I either have their breakdown and they have my breakdown Mm -hmm. um, as far as the days and, you know, and then what is actually happening within a scene, you know, type of a thing. But usually I like to go and just say, hey, all right, so we're in this scene. And so this happened already. So, you know, the hair is down or, you know, that type of thing. I just like to talk over the continuity Mm -hmm. with them. So that we can just all on the same page, you know, type of a thing. 
And I mean, you obviously are staying completely open communication wise and inviting them if they have any question or any doubt to come straight to you. Exactly. And I am not a, uh, I'm not a yeller. And mm-hmm. so I don't be yelling, hey, hey, you know, whatever type of thing. <laughs> I was like, if I see something, I just walk up to you and I'll mm-hmm. say, hey, this is going on type of thing. Or we should start right from here because sometimes it's about what we're printing or what the director likes. And so we're going to go forward with that this yeah. particular shot. And as far as like, like, let's say something with hair, you know, that maybe the hair was back, you know, but it was always front. But the one that we're now matching to is going to be back. I will walk up and I will say, um, and I tr- do try to get that like, cause again, my job, I do have eyes everywhere, but I'm only human. You can only yeah. see so much. And yeah. so sometimes you do need those other people watching their department. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to come on here, because it is interesting to me, even though I am a 32 year script supervisor, mm-hmm. um, I find it interesting that I am the bottom line. you like, Hair One has a whole department and they have a whole team of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not understanding why you can't keep your own continuity. <laughs> why someone <laughs> isn't looking. You got six people to my one. Yeah. And yes, there are certain things that I am looking for as far as, especially hair. I'm just taking what's easy. Your long hair is always my, you know, yeah, or yeah, tucking yeah. it behind the ear or not tucking it behind the ear. Yeah. That kind of a thing, such a micromanagement type of a thing that I would think that the department would be watching, yeah, not sitting on their phones mm-hmm. and scrolling. I, I don't understand that. It's, it's, it's very, very frustrating. Yeah. It's not only watching as well, it's understanding what you're watching and why you're watching it. Exactly. And I know that I... I mean, I feel like I'm on continuity and will, you know, if, if say we're talking about in front of the shoulder, behind the shoulder, and it's within a movement and half the takes it's fallen in front of the shoulder and half mm-hmm. it's stayed behind. And that's exactly when I'm going to come up to you and, you know, sneak up to you behind the monitor and just be like, okay, so the hair was in front and behind. What am I going with for the next shot? Like, you know, cause of course, as you're saying, you have the notes from the director of which takes he they favored so you're going to be the first person that I just check with like am I continuing it try to try to keep it behind or am I placing it in the front it just takes a you know communication and and it takes another person who that that's your department be it makeup or hair Mm. that you're watching your person yeah. Um, when I started to think about the this podcast, I remember years ago, and I don't even know if she's still in the business, and I believe her name was Gigi or something like that. I think mm-hmm. she was French or something. And we, I met her in um, Oregon. We were doing a, a picture in Oregon. And she was the only makeup artist I've ever seen be almost behind the cameraman. She sat in the kind of a little bit in the eye line and watched her person. 
Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before, but what the makeup was on point. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. so she, yeah. But she really was like, she looked at, she looked at her person from the camera's angle and mm-hmm. she just was not that far behind, you know? And then, then it was the time we had uh, monitors, but she chose to just visually watch her person. And yeah. I just have always admired that and remembered that. I, I wonder if she worked with a lot of on a lot of sets that maybe didn't have monitors before that because it's <laughs> I don't know I, <laughs> Just yeah, to, I have, yeah I have no idea you know but yeah that that's and that we you know I, I just think that everyone should be responsible or if you're on set it is I think part of the deal you know that you should be watching you know I know yeah. it can get kind of sort of you know like watching paint dry but that's part of our business because the script supervisor I have so much other things going on yeah. well I mean for our departments it's almost like why are you even on set if you're not paying attention like yes there's a reason why we are there and it's to not just do last looks. Exactly. It is to maintain and make sure our continuity is correct and whatever other things may pop up. So I know there's times where I struggle with keeping my continuity just because of whatever is happening in the scene. And all I can do is make sure that I reset them the same way at the beginning of the take. Each take, yep. I make sure that they at least they start the same. <laughs> exactly. Whatever happens within that scene is going to happen. But if you just let something like that go and go and go, I mean, it's just, you know, you need to do those resets. Otherwise, by the fifth take, they're a complete mess from start to finish. It, exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think that, that that really is the way that I look at it too. It's like, how do they start? Mm. That just get them to start the same because it, if the person is moving and stuff like that, of course the hair is going to do what the hair is going to do. But if you start at the same point, then it's kind of kind of sort of do you know similar things. And I think that that is um, a, a big key factor that is just helpful because I mean I, I was on a show where the lead had long hair mm. and it was flapping back and forth, you know, type of thing and. I know I would be irritated if someone was coming up to me all the time mm. and saying, hey, uh, hey, <laughs> you know, the, the, I think I would be, you know, and I can tell that the person gets irritated, but I don't like, really care. You know, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm doing my job now. If oh, you you're saying do, that the, 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 the crew member being irritated with you going up all the time to give them yeah. notes. Right, right, right. right, I, can, right. I, can, I can, I can, I can tell, you know, and I would be I irritated mean, take too. a hint. Yeah, yeah, take you know. <laughs> a hint. <laughs> if you've got the script supervisor <laughs> tapping you on the shoulder every five minutes, you're obviously I not mean, doing your job. <laughs> really. Oh and what's goodness. even worse is when you're standing there next to him it's like what are you doing you know but it's and that's weird to me it was like you know when people ask me too many questions I try to make sure that I do it so the questions are asked so you don't have to ask that question but yeah yeah, you know it's been it's interesting when that happens you know, and you think that you would you would learn, you know, that you would get a hint. Yeah. I think in the last two or three years, I think like I've been asked questions of how do you like to do continuity? And I'm like, what? Like <laughs> 
which part of continuity are you talking about? And it seems once I get to the bottom of it, it seems that they're just asking me how I like to put my binder together, my folder of pictures. And I'm like, this is the last problem that you should be thinking about. (laughs) It's just like, how do I tackle my breakdown to understand my continuity? Or are you asking how do I do it within a scene? How am I watching my continuity? Like Mm -hmm. how am I making sure that I'm taking photos of things that I need to take photos of and things that I don't need to, which photos I'm matching to. Like there's so many parts of that question. And at the end of it, I figure out that they're just wanting to know how I stick my photos on a piece of paper and put it in a book. And I'm just like, that's not the aim of the game here. (laughs) It's not having a pretty binder. I mean, yes, you want to be able to find what you need, your reference. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you have that reference of what you're matching at your station when you're doing it. So you may think that you have the most amazing memory in the world and are going to do it the same, but just, you know, double check yourself and get those images out. The reason you took them is to look back on them and match I would have to say that I, for me, I don't take as many pictures as I used to. And I do use the video playback. And and then sometimes I do get, if I can manage the software for the for the pics or for the for the dailies because it's always an issue trying to get those things to work mm. um and that's kind of what i look at i mean there are certain things that i'll just ooh, boom i'll take a picture of the monitor real quick because we're like matching something like how yeah. they fell or whatever but i and i think it's because i have been you know i basically do movies and features and stuff like that so yeah a lot of times those people Um, the other crew, the other technicians that I'm working with are at the top level. Yeah. So they really are doing their thing and that they have their picture, you know, makeup and and hair have their pictures. I know that it's like, it's a big part of, of um, the department, but me per per se, I don't take them as much as I used to when I first started out. Because when yeah. I first started out, everybody learning and everybody don't, you know, so I'm taking pictures everywhere. And then for me, I would say the having the video playback and that's even getting better and, and uh, better quality and stuff. I use that more than anything. And I use it for, usually as a tool for the director because I might have did a lot of screenshots and then I'll pull the whole screenshot up. But I'm mobile. I I'm digital. So yeah. like I might go on set with my thing and say, okay, this is it. This, you know, so I use it in a, in a different kind of way and mm. I don't do the continuity photos like yeah. a lot of people and there's still a lot of script supervisors who do, you know, they've got all this, this, these digital photos, but I usually continuity photos. I only take it when I know, cause I've been doing it for so long that I'm mm. going to need to match something. But as yeah. far as the hair and makeup, I am depending on y'all to know what you're doing, know what your mm-hmm. continuity is, you know, mm-hmm. and um, know what we're matching. And I'll yeah. look it up. I usually, especially when we start uh, filming after a while. And so we're doing a shot that maybe we did the scene before and then we did the scene after. And now we're doing the scene that's in the middle. Yeah. I will look at the footage. I go back and I look at the footage. So to make sure that, um, that all the continuity is together. Yeah. Or what is the continuity? You know, that type of thing. 
Yeah. And that's something that I've done as well as gone up to my script supervisor and, you know, we, you know, you choose the right time at the monitors to be able to do that and be like, you know, can I see playback from uh-huh. whatever, whatever, just so I can visually see it as well. I'll have my photos with me. I'll know, you know, what I'm needing to match, but I also just want to be able to see just a, it's like a triple checking. Yeah, well, you know, that that's, okay, so we have these devices and it's like learning how to util, really utilize it. So like when I am going to, when we are getting ready to do a scene that needs to be matched from a, a shot that's either, you know, we already did and stuff, I bring, I bring folks to the monitor, come see, come see, yeah. this is what we're, what we're matching. And then we can talk about it and then maybe we'll slow it down or we'll stop and say, okay, it needs to be like this. You know, that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So yeah. I, I believe in bringing people, you know, to the monitor and say, hey, just look at it. Because sometimes I'll say, hey, you know, we're going to be matching this shot. You want to come see the footage? Oh, no, I got the footage. I said, yeah, but you know, come up there. Come see yeah. the footage. If the script supervisor <laughs> invites you to come and look at something, please just do it. Just um, go and if look. they don't and you are questioning things, go and ask. Yeah, you know, it's no shame in mm-hmm. the game. You know, it's like we're are you don't use your mind as a file cabinet. Mm. That's why we journal. That's why we take pictures. That's why we have video playback. And then sometimes I will call the editor Mm -hmm. and I'll say, okay, so we're doing this, you know, um, we, we had two different takes maybe to, you know, that we both liked. And so which one are you going with? Because the editors are cutting, even though it's not, it's temporary, but Mm -hmm. they are cutting the, the scenes. And so um, they too, um, I can get an input from them, especially if we're doing something like an insert or whatever, you know, whatever it is that we're, or, or we're matching something or we're reshooting something. I do try, try to check with them to see so that we're not shooting something that's not going to fit the cut. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what do you think are maybe some common misconceptions about continuity in general as far as hair or makeup? goes well um i'm not sure how to answer that or i understand the question well i guess i mean one of them might be that you don't need to pay attention um Uh, yeah (laughs) that that also is under the pet peeve kind of thing right (laughs) yeah i would think as as far as if i was a hair uh, person or a makeup artist um i would yeah, I think that that's really kind of sort of the big thing is that you should be paying attention. You should want to pay attention mm-hmm. to watch what your makeup is doing or your hair is doing in each shot. Yeah, so I maybe a misconception could also be that that's just your job, Dawn, and that we don't need to. Exactly, and that and that is my pet peeve because yeah. I, I, I would love I would love to know where it started that mm-hmm. I'm supposed to, one person is yeah. supposed to watch all that stuff. Now we do have a system. You do get, um, you know, you, you develop a habit, you, de- you develop a muscle for certain things, but it would really be nice. It's, it's just one thing is that's off my, my plate. You know, I, I, I sit in front of a buffet style type of table, a mm. little bit of everything. Yeah. And so it would be great if 
I can take the worry off my plate that I know you are watching the continuity. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I'm watching, but I not have to watch as much. It just takes a little bit of relief off of me that I know that you are watching your person. Yeah. And that I don't have to come up to you and say, hey, watch this or do that or, or whatever. Yeah. It's such a relief to know. And I, and, and I pretty much, in my mind, I see who's the weakest link. I said, which department is the weakest link? Yeah. You know, what, what's being missed? Who's not watching? And then once I know that you might be the weakest link, mm. then I'm going to be on you. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm pleased. How long does it kind of normally take you to figure something like that out? If you're on a film... When you start making mistakes and I'm always going up there and correcting them. Yeah. Well, how long does it take for you to figure out that you can kind of release that a little bit off your plate of, of I, worry? I was when, when probably saying relaxing? about a week, you know, yeah. I mean, depending on how long the project is. But yeah, usually mm. in, in the first week I can kind of sort of tell who's on it. And, and then I just like note to self, I'm going to have to, you know, watch them. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's about a week, you know, and then if mistakes are being made or, or, you know, we're on take five and I look up and okay, the continuity is not right. Okay. I said something and then take seven, the continuity isn't right. You're not watching, you know? So because we're analytical, all those stuff is like a check mark. Oh, check. Yeah. Okay. I see. I see you over there. Okay. Oh, didn't do that one. You know, so it's a relief if you are really on your stuff. Yeah. And I mean, now with, you know, everyone seems to have a monitor in their back pocket. So there's not really Uh too many uh excuses as to why you're not paying attention. And how, I mean, I feel like we've gone over quite a bit of it, but just to kind of sum it up, how can we do a better job for you? for us, for the project? Well, I think that is communication. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that we didn't talk about, which would kind of fall into this, is that revisions. Right. So a lot of times mm. we're getting revisions on the spot, you know, or you can get a whole new script. You know, you had one script one day and then all of a sudden you have a, another script. That means that because I'm the only one on set, when am I going to have time to break that down? Yeah. And it's usually on the weekends, but maybe we got that new script or new revisions or new pages on mm-hmm. a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me a minute before I can get to it. Yeah. Um, and that is why at this time, I would like to say that we, uh, Union Script Supervisors and Local 871 in Los Angeles, we have created an apprentice and training program. Mm-hmm. We're still pushing the ball up the hill. <laughs> so we're getting close. Um, and we're hoping to launch this fall. And then also, Also, a part of that is that we have a a group of veteran script supervisors. We worked during the pandemic. It's like two years working. We worked every uh, week to try to uplift and update our craft because our craft is about 64 years old. And so because of the way that we film make nowadays, we really need to expand our department. Mm -hmm. And so we are now in those works of trying to bring it to fruition. I think it's going to take about three, four years, but we are, and everyone kind of sort of knows. 
You know, it's like, how many cameras can you be watching, you know, at one time? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot for one person. Like, come on. It, it, it really <laughs> is, is, you know, there's certain things that it's humanly impossible. But, but what we haven't done as script supervisors, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I'm here today, is that we're not in these mm-hmm. spaces talking about our craft and talking about how we are part of the filmmaking process and yeah. we're an essential part of the filmmaking process. And so we haven't really talked enough about the complications and the complexity of this craft. And so we are at that point in 2023, it's time to expand in the department. And so if I got revisions, then that extra script supervisor could be going over it and doing the breakdowns that everybody needs. Yeah. You know, that everybody needs to know. Yeah. You know, and they could either do like a little, you know, throw up a, you know, a new revised story chronology or one liner or whatever mm-hmm. coming out of our department. Yeah. That person could be doing that. And then the person that is on set can continue filming, you know, so it's, it's just time, you know, so just know that when revision come, yeah, it's going to be a minute before the script supervisor can get to it and look at what's going on. Because sometimes the revisions are, are being shot, <laughs> you know, are being we're shooting the revisions. Yeah. We got it that day, you know, so haven't been able to go back and update the paperwork. Yeah, kind of figure out what do these revisions mean? <laughs> like, what, what do they mean? Yeah. Does it really change? You know, it mm. might change the story chronology. It, it might, you know, who knows? It might just be dialogue, mm. which is you know, fine. But again, it just takes a moment. And so it is interesting that sometimes like I just, I haven't even started and people are asking for the breakdowns. And I was like, (laughs) I I haven't started yet. (laughs) And as soon as I have, I try to, if I start on a Monday, then by Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm trying to have my director's meeting. Yeah. So that I can get that out as soon as. And then I turn around and I start to see if I can have meetings with the makeup and hair. Oh my goodness. I really hope this happens for you guys to be able to have the training program, have an assistant there. You might be able to wrap on time. That'd be nice. (laughs) We might be able to wrap on time. I mean, there, there's just so many possibilities Mm. because depending on the show, you know, and there has been shows that have used two script supervisors because then you have one that's just watching continuity and doing the dialogue and then the other, and especially if you have an ensemble cast, you know, yeah. I got five, five actors and I'm, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I've got two cameras, three cameras. And then all of a sudden one of the cameras, you know, goes in tighter. You know, I need to make that note. And then all of a sudden I hear line, you know, come on, humanly impossible. <laughs> <laughs> or they're on something and they're like, okay, B camera is going over here and they're going to be shooting something else. And you must be like, exactly. oh, hang on a moment. I'll just split myself in half. Shall I? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that is filmmaking and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, you know, yeah. when you add another camera, you add another camera team, mm. but I'm supposed to, you know, but that one person is supposed to, you know, take care of all the notes from that camera. Yeah. And it's off someplace else. You know, it just, it, it makes, uh, again, it's just because we haven't been vocal as a group, as a craft. And so now we're starting to be vocal, you know, because we all love the filmmaking process, but it is hard. It is additional 
Mm. I did a lot of work. And so who can work at 100 percent? And I like working at 150 percent. So it's like, you know, it's really hard and it's just time. You know, that's just that is basically the evolution of filmmaking. You know, more cameras, you know, now we're using the videotape and they don't want to cut. And then sometimes it's hard. So that that would be a question. It's like when you see something that's messed up, like this is not going to match and the director won't cut. You know, sometimes I try to like go to the first idea and say, Okay, nothing is matching or that the hair's wrong, this is wrong, they sweat. Everything's a mess. <laughs> Everything's a mess. Can you get him to cut, you know, or get them to cut? You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've, yeah. <laughs> I've been at the monitor going, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. <laughs> Wanting to reach into the monitor to be like, ah! Exactly. Can can I just run in and fix that? Yeah. Well, you know, I, and I get it to a point. Sometimes yeah. it is about the actor's performance and to get yeah. them in a rhythm and all like that kind of good stuff. But mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you still want to be able to use the footage. Absolutely. So let's give our final wishes and notes to the hair and makeup departments of the world. What do we want them to do? They need to pay attention. <laughs> they need to know what they're paying attention uh-huh. to. They just need to be on it. They need to take a little uh-huh. bit of worry off your plate. And if the script supervisor is coming up to them every five minutes and tapping them on the shoulder, they know that they're not doing any of those things. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, and, and, and it should be a sense of pride, you know, yeah. you want to, you know, it's your craft and you don't want to leave it up to someone who might, not necessarily saw the fine details. Maybe the hair was behind the ear, but you had a little wispies down. Mm-hmm. I might not see that. Yeah. And then when all of a sudden I see wispies and I'm like, okay, so, oh, it's always How been like, exactly. Been? <laughs> you should be, <laughs> you should be able to say, oh, it's always been like that. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. You might not have seen it, you know, cause sometimes yeah. the wispies get me. You know, so, um, yeah, just just pay attention and have that line of communication. I love being in, in the morning, starting off and say, OK, so what's the continuity? What, what, what are we doing today? You know, and we all go yeah. over the continuity. I, I like that. It, it gets you connected, keeps you connected with the person, you know, that type of a thing. But, yeah, you know, have that morning hubbub, you know, you know, say, OK, so mm-hmm. this is the thing we're doing. Either we're matching something or we're not. This is a new scene. You know, we're setting the yeah. continuity now. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, just be tolerable that, you know, I've got a lot of things going on and it would be great if hair and makeup are watching their people and, and watching the continuity. So that kind of like gives me a a sign of relief that I don't have to watch everything that you're doing and I can trust that you're going to be on it. And that would be great. Yeah. And I guess if there's something you're not sure about, ask. Ask. Oh, one of the things, don't ask while we're rolling. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do I'm working. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm focused. And then you standing on my... So I, I don't know about any other script supervisor, but I have crazy peripheral vision. Right. <laughs> I'm sure they all I'm sure you crazy. <laughs> I see really far. So if you're standing next to me and then you moving around, that right. take, that draws my attention. But yeah, just don't do it while we're rolling. It, it's okay. Yeah. They're gonna cut eventually, you know, and and we either get to do it again mm-hmm. or it's gonna be an oh well. But don't approach 
while we're rolling. I've had that. Because <laughs> you, can, you can imagine the death stare. When I turn my head and I look at you, that means I'm not paying attention to what's going on set. Yeah. It's a, like, don't, don't walk behind a horse. Come on. <laughs> you'll, you'll get kicked. <laughs> you'll get kicked. Yeah, that, that's been very interesting. And I, and I would have to, well, I've said, I, I wanted to say it's from newbies, but no, I've had vets who come up and start talking to me while we're rolling. Yeah, I mean, there should be no talking while rolling full stop. It's just like, hello, my name's Dawn. I'm trying to watch five monitors at once. <laughs> Exactly. And you can come up here talking, tap, tap, tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> Talk about, did you see that? You know, whatever. I am working. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the one that always amazes me. Maybe I, just, I say maybe I just don't look like I'm really concentrating. You know, that's someone says I make it look easy. And I was like, mm. I am super focused. Yeah. I almost have blinders on that you, you know, sometimes I just, I have to, because at Video Village, you got mm. the director, sometimes you got the producers, and then you got people in the tent mm. talking. And yeah. I shush everybody up. I've shush studio heads up. I've shush producers up because if I get asked a question mm. that I missed something from my director because you were talking. Yeah. You don't get in trouble. I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's very true. I like it. I like that you're shush shushing all these people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I always remember. Oh, and this is a John Singleton moment. Oh. So we were doing higher learning and we were at USC and we had had, I don't know what year it mm. is, but we had had an earthquake and we were in an earthquake ridden building. Yeah. And we were working on a Saturday and um, the studio head from uh, it's Sony now, but I think back then it was MGM. I don't know one of them studios. And so he had come down mm. and he was sitting in my seat. I had gotten up to go to the set, do something, blah, 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 came back mm. and he was sitting in my seat and we about ready to roll. I said, excuse me. I said, this is my seat. I need it. And the publicity person was standing behind her eyes. Got <laughs> huge. Like, oh, you know, and yeah. he politely got up. And then the next time I had to get up, you know, a few minutes later, he sure didn't sit in my seat. Yeah, I need that monitor. Yeah. You just visiting, you know. I don't care if you studio head, you know, please. Well, you know, he probably learned something that day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. Um, is there anything else just before we kind of wrap up that you want to touch on or are you feeling good? I want to say that I appreciate the craft of the makeup artistry and the hair stylist. I love what you guys do. I am in awe of how things can just come, how people come alive with the characters and stuff. So I want to applaud you and to just keep at your craft. It's a craft. You can learn something, every movie, every project, you know, you can learn and keep growing and make this industry be one of the top industries that it is, that people aspire to uh, be a part oh, of. That's awesome. It's been so great talking to you, Dawn, and just having you shed some light on what you do and what we need to be doing and just that relationship keep that communication open and yeah we can all do better yeah we Yay. all can we all can go out there and be the best yeah thank you so much dawn oh you're welcome this is fun
Okay, Last Looks crew, thanks for listening. And remember, if you love it, share it. A quick scroll down and you'll find our show notes. Or maybe you'd like to give your support and leave a five-star review. Go on, I know you want to. Search The Last Looks podcast on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, whichever one tickles your fancy. And a massive shout out to the husband, Brett Stanley. Without his patience and tech support, this whole podcast situation simply does not happen and cheers to Liliana Rose for her fabulous voice acting talents okay last looks crew that's a wrap for me I don't need to be told twice to get out of here so bye I'll catch you on the flip side